All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 14 of the Third Banner Pod. I'm Ash. We've got Kyle, Ross, and Ty on tonight after a week off from the holidays and that kind of thing. We were back at you live uh, with a great uh, football weekend to talk about with some great recruiting news. Um, let's just dive right in, guys. What do you got to say? Been a long time, guys. We uh, all got real busy last week. It's good to see your all's beautiful faces. Well, I can't say I've gotten any more pretty, but, uh, you know, it's great to see you guys. It's great to talk about Louisville's recruiting coming up. <clears throat> Haven't been, hasn't been a whole lot going on this time of year, so, you know, we had to get a lot of stuff done. I'm just uh, living a dad life. I saw something on Twitter. When you when you reach 35, you either become a World War II historian or you smoke meats, and I took that shit personally because I've been smoking <laughs> like crazy. Not, not the bad stuff either. I'm talking meats, baby. You heard it here first. Kyle smokes meats. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. But, uh, I know I, I cooked the best turkey breast of my life the other night. Yeah, we oh saw it. It looked good. Yeah, it, it, it did look good. It, it, it was. Good. It was. But uh anyway, guys, we all been up to. Uh so had a pretty busy uh Memorial Day weekend. Um not a single day where we didn't do something. Had a big picnic uh big like old friend get together new friend get together like it was it was really awesome um <clears throat> shout out to my daughter uh graduating uh this past week um from nice. high school um graduated uh she earned valedictorian status and um we celebrated her this past weekend so i'm um, super proud of her uh me and her mom are extremely blessed and just couldn't say enough good things about her. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of been our past two weeks is just trying to take in the end of this, uh, you know, last kind of school year for her and, uh, she'll be close. She's going to Bellarmine. Um, so got a full ride there. So doing pretty good. All right. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, congrats goes to her, but uh, you know, I guess, you know, it's, it takes it, like I said, it takes a village and, um, super proud of her. So, um, yeah. What about you, Ty? Uh, nothing, man. I've been watching the finals, uh, just hanging out at the house with the wife and enjoying the, enjoying the holiday weekend. Uh, I watched, so funny enough, uh, I know this movie's old. You're going to be like, how'd you just now watch it? I watched Inception for the first time oh, this past weekend. Blow your my mind. mind. My mind is still blown. I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know how to process it. Uh, I'm getting ready for Oppenheimer this summer. So I'm, I'm catching up on all my, all my, uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah. Christopher Nolan. I still haven't seen. Some. I still haven't seen Tenet. I haven't either. That's next on my list. Um, I, I heard like Tenet, like people see it like twenty <laughs> times and still don't understand what the hell's going on. Like you really got to have, you got to use your brain to watch a Christopher Nolan movie. So I, that's what I'm up for next. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually next yeah. on my list. Have but, you seen uh, Interstellar? Oh, I love Interstellar. It's oh, it's so good. I love one Interstellar, of my favorite too. movies. A lot of people didn't like it, but I, I loved it. My stepdad so. hates Interstellar. He hates. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. I loved it, but yeah, yeah, just been hanging out with the family, watching some movies, watching some NBA finals. You got the Denver and uh, Miami are on right now, all tied up at twenty-two. So, be giving a little updates here and there with that. So, that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just been traveling the Northwest, back in, from Texas to. Spokane, Washington, over to Helena, Montana, and 
traveling through the mountains and, and that kind of thing. So we've we just been enjoying the last couple of weeks uh, on the road, still on the road, actually head back home this weekend, um, filming this week again uh, from Spokane, Washington at the in-laws. So be happy to get back home. It's been a long trip, and, uh, but I've enjoyed it. And looks like tonight looks like Ellie De La Cruz to, with uh, a home run and a, and a triple tonight. So what, yeah. what a start to that dude's career. I'll hey, tell you who else Ellie. has been on the road. I'll tell you who else has been on the road lately. One Jeffrey Brom, as he uh, has a big visit weekend lined up. And we've got some dudes that are lined up. It's been kind of quiet in recruiting lately. I mean, it sounds kind of odd to say after he just crushed the portal. But, I mean, the last, I'd say, week and a half or so, it just hasn't been much of anything. But now we're starting to get names of visitors that are lined up. Uh, and Ty, or well, let's see, Ty pulled it up. Let me add it here. We've got a visit list. Let's get the overlay looking right here. There, there we go. go. Looks good. All right. Um, we got some four stars on there, as you can see. Looks like we've got at least three of them. Uh, Jeffrey Rush, defensive tackle. He is, uh, let me see where he's, yeah, it's six foot three, 255 pounds. So you have to put on some weight, but it's got all the potential in the world. Jojo Stone, uh, current LSU commit and four-star receiver. He's one we're going to spend some time talking about. And uh, the one, one of them that really impressed me was Duke Watson, the four-star running back. I actually watched this film. It looks really good. Uh, we can get into that a little later as well, but I think yeah, the main the one, I think the main one we want to touch on to start out is JoJo Stone because I know we've been hearing some things in our Discord for a while now uh-huh. that he was he he he's coming and maybe he is maybe he's not. Since that happened, there were rumors somebody got a hold of the same information and aired it on Twitter, and he seemed to say. Well, that's not true. He put a thumbs down emoji like that's not happening. But now we're finding out he is coming to visit. So it seems kind of odd if you really wanted to squash rumors that you were going to decommit and come to Louisville. You don't think you turn around and visit the school. That just fans the flames. Yeah. He's already been here and he's from the or he's, he's got family from the area. So uh, here's some of the. Here's what we could find. We couldn't find a whole lot. If anybody that's actually watching, which I know right now we don't really have anybody, but uh, he, he's he's very fast off the jump. Got a quick first step. He's he's got some burners, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And I always look at the footwork when it comes to that position because the ability to create separation on your routes, and he's got it, man. But yeah, our Discord. If you want to go back to that. Uh, I don't know if you can go back to that date on there just because uh, I know some people think people get things from us. We were hearing things on June the 3rd, so we bleeped out yeah. the names, obviously. But it just shows here. It shows like, hey, he's coming. This can't go anywhere. He's 1,000% coming. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and, you know, I don't – we got this. So what, June 3rd was what, Saturday, right? And then on Sunday morning, we wake up and we start hearing and seeing LSU sources on Twitter saying, oh, no, this is a lie. Uh, we've confirmed that he's he's still committed, blah, 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 blah. Almost like, you know, trying to get out in front of it. So um, I don't think that was a coincidence. So we will see what happens. And now, uh, you know, we just got confirmation he is 
going to visit this weekend. So I'm expecting some, uh, we'll be all expecting some news. I think, um, this coming week after this weekend, I, I, I think that'll move pretty fast. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, you know, as long as the information we got is correct, it, he's going to be a great addition to this class. Um, and you know, he's just another, another example of the star power that this staff's bringing in. Uh, so he's going to be a great player. I, I do like that. I do like that. He's an LSU, uh, wide receiver prospect. They've had a really good track record with, uh, wide receivers here in the past, you know, six, seven, eight years. So, and even really longer. I mean, they've, they've been putting dudes in the league for a while now. So, um, but especially of recent, so. Well, and, you know, we're talking about the Joseph Stone recruitment. I, I kind of have a feeling regardless of, you know, if he visits and maybe decommits and maybe commits here, that's probably going to be one that we're going to have to battle the whole way till signing day. Um, mm. Just because LSU is, they're such a strong competitor. And there's others in the mix as well. Um, you know, you look down here, they you, Texas has offered uh, Auburn, just a few others to name, so. DeAndre um, Moore 2.0. Yeah, this it's going to be I, one that we're going to have to fight tooth and nail to the end, no matter what, whether he decommits oh, from LSU sure. or commits to us. Um, I love his explosiveness, guys. Like, he, he's so explosive. Um, and that's one thing that I think we all kind of knew when, when Jeff Brom became the coach here, that we were just going to have – we're going to have explosive receivers and guys that can make plays. This is, this is one of those guys that I want, like, really bad. Um, and another thing that I thought was interesting, I think he plays at Grayson uh, High School in, down in Georgia, and that's the place that we've gone to just the last few years. Um, Big Tom Brown, I think a defensive lineman we got out of there, and we've had a few others come from Grayson as well. So it's good to see that they're kind of building a little more relationships and keeping those pipelines down there in Georgia. It's a really strong state to recruit from. So, Well, and I don't, I don't think we can underestimate that that – that lo the local ties of his family being here too. Um, you know, uh, I, if that's, if that's legit, um, I think that's going to be a big, uh, a big feather in our hat. So sure, sure. we will see. Couch house. Welcome. Always good to see you on here. Uh, or as Ross calls you coach house and, uh, <laughs> hello, Connor squint and like zoom in Connor making like... the appearance in the chat again. Couch House is always he's like he's like a day one man. Couch so, House is an OG on this pod. And and yeah. Coach House, you know, you can't forget about Coach House. Yeah, man. don't forget about Coach House and Couch House. <laughs> Couch House. All right. Uh <laughs> yeah, we've got some other dudes lined up. Uh like I said, we got Jeremy Rush, defensive tackle, Derek McFall, he's a four-star athlete, uh Duke Watson, the running back. Have any of y'all seen the Duke Watson highlights? Yes. Dude, he's yeah I now it's not quite it's not quite on reuben owens level but as far as running back highlights it's up there man well he's, he's a different he's a different type of running back from reuben he well exactly he's a he's yeah. an agile he's all about like but he's quick like that those cuts man and he yeah, has awesome he is fast with long strides so he's a guy that doesn't look like he's going fast until you see how much separation he gets and you see just how big of strides he takes but you usually don't see those big stride guys cut like he does which is what impresses me like hold on 
uh, well, I don't know. It'll become, you'll see a few highlights where he just whoop, just changes direction and dudes are, yeah. I'll tell you how you know a dude is fast. Dudes start jumping and trying to arm tackle because that's the only way to even, like right there, boom, yeah. <laughs> those two dudes right there, even that guy, they, they have no chance. That was a technical Bruh. move right there. That's, that's Ross, tough, man. Ross, does he remind you, maybe it's just me, he kind of reminds me a lot of Devin Mockaby. Just see how he uh, runs. I honestly, I see a lot of Frank Gore High School in him. That's hey, you that's, heard it here first, Frank Gore. I, I set him up for that. Set him up. He's I'll Frank, take it. He's oh, Frank man. Gore. Uh, yeah, take he was Frank a dude Gore. that ruined his knees like three <laughs> times and still ended up playing. I think he's. Did, I think he's still playing. He's still playing for your Jets, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. The, it's going to be your twenty thirty six, and Frank Gore's still going to get forty four yards rushing for the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. So I'm telling you, man, I mean, I, it, that's the thing. Like Frank Gore had a lot of that uh, ability to extend plays in the backfield, but also, you know, get upfield real quick with a mm -hmm. one, you know, one jump cut ability. Uh, I, I don't know. I always loved Frank Gore. I mean, he was always a dude I always pulled for. I don't know why. I just loved the way he toted the rock. And that's the way, like, this kid right here, like, I, I like the way he's built. Like, he looks strong. One. He he oh. looks strong. He looks very sturdy and solid. That last um, run, there wasn't even a hole, and he just ran yeah. through it. The strides, the striding, like, the, the long stride, that makes me think more like Devin Mockaby, which we all saw how he played for Purdue last year, Ooh. being thrust into that role. So, yeah. I, I, I like what I see, man. Um the running back spot, I feel we feel pretty good about this year, but it's definitely a spot where we're going to need another body in this class. So if Duke Watson could be that guy, that that would be that would be phenomenal. Yeah, and it and I mean it sounds like the staff's wanting to add a running back in this class. I mean, I you know that's kind of like a duh comment, but it seems like it's a maybe a position of priority uh, based mm, on that, what we're losing. That, that catch was impressive because that was, that was a, that was a duck yeah. by the quarterback. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a horrible yeah. throw. That was impressive. Yeah. He's had yeah, a couple of those I mean, on his highlights. And again, like that's uh, when I watched, Ooh. when I watched this kid's tape for the first time, that was the other thing I saw with the Frank Gore comparisons. Like Frank Gore was a hell of a receiver out of the backfield. I mean, um, the dude was very versatile. He was very, very good. Um, and I just – I don't know. I think this kid would be – he would make – if we get this kid and he ends up on campus, I'd feel okay not not having Ruben Owens on our team this year. I mean, that's just me. Um, uh, Couch House called him uh, JV and Hawkins 2.0, but he looks like he's going to be bigger than JV. Yeah, he's bigger. He looks, he looks yeah. bigger. He looks he, as fast, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. But he's he looks like he has the quickness and the, and the cutting ability of JV, but he looks – he's built stronger. Mm -hmm. He's built more sturdy. Look, I, mean, I mean, come on, man. These highlights, yeah. bro. Uh, I mean, he's he's a he's, he's a real it. talent. I don't care if he was ranked a two star. I would say this kid's a four star. Like this kid's good. Well, that's what happened with Bilal Powell. He was a two yeah. star when he was. He ended up getting up to three stars, but he was a two star when he committed here. And I watched yeah. his highlights. I'm like, either. His competition, which is in Florida, so you know it's good, but I was like, his competition must be completely horrible for him uh, to be a two-star. Because Trent, his, his video looked a lot like this, to be honest. Uh, he combined a lot of power and agility and speed. And I'll tell you, we're talking about a lot of Jets running backs tonight. Ty's probably getting real hyped up. But, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm you telling you, this back? dude here. Watch that this, last cut. 
that was nah. Yeah, I don't know if you can go back. There was that one was before that. Disgusting cut, man. Trent and Jesse this, asked who this, are watching. It's Duke Watson, a four-star running back that's visiting this weekend. Actually, it's Frank Gore. Uh, we're watching yeah, Frank Gore yeah. Jr. According to Ross, this it's is, Frank uh, Gore. According to Ross, this, you heard it here first. This is Frank Gore's <laughs> illegitimate child right here. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know who he really reminds me of, I'm, if I'm being honest. I just know that he's strong. He's very fast with long strides, and he cuts like crazy. He makes holes himself. He's the kind of dude that cuts in the place that you didn't even see. Yeah, Trace Fister. That's it. That yeah, that's what we're saying. Like mm-hmm. fast and shifty, like Javian, but he's he's bulkier. Hey, he's a he's a bigger player. He's built, ext- he's built solid. Yeah, uh, and he, he, you know the thing is, is I'm gonna I can't wait to see. Woo! You know, just looking ahead, oh, you, you see, it. you see, you get a kid like this in a college weight room. I mean, this kid's gonna be yeah. If he's legit five eleven, he's gonna be two hundred and thirty. 30 pounds like he's going to be a solid tank he is going to be a problem he is going to be, a... be a little more durable than javian was too yeah. trent Oops. trent said isaac brown's nasty too yeah you're right if we have oh man if we have these two together two-headed monster in that class mm-mm. and isaac I mean, brown is still man. committed right he is this kid, this kid is gonna be a yak machine, like a yard after contact guy. Like he's going to get so much, so much yard yardage after contact. Like even there, he caught it, and he he had to gather the ball, and he had guys running right at him. He immediately cut it. Like his ability to cut instantly, like just from zero to sixty, that you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. Most people don't. That was a yeah. Thurman Thomas move there. Yeah. Going back a little bit. <laughs> I I mean, if Ruben wants to bring it on down to the Ville, baby, I mean, we'll take that too. I mean, I, 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 it still hurts that we lost Ruben, man. I mean, I, I, I know I've heard, we've heard different things that he, he wasn't ever really going to make it here. And, you know, the running back coach, you know, being retained would have kept him. I, I don't, I don't think so. But, um, you know, I think Texas A&M just really threw him the bag and we were out at that point. I, but, I, I remember we had a, you know, we went back and forth on Ruben Owens and if he would have actually shown up. I was in the, I was firm in the camp that I didn't think he was going to make it to campus regardless. But yeah, I know there's plenty of people that Look, obviously feel the opposite of that. But <laughs> man, I just hate that I wasted a viral video, like a local viral Twitter video, <laughs> shooting my gun up in the air, celebrating when he committed, and it was for nothing. And and nobody noticed. It, nobody noticed. I spell his name wrong. I can't remember if it's R U E or R E U, but whichever one it is, I spell it the opposite way. I think I spelled it. Didn't A and M fans? A and M find? Oh my God! A and M fans find that and they look. They at found it and retweeted. Some huge A and M account retweeted. It was like, <laughs> this 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 looks really good. Or I don't know. He said this aged well or some shit like that. And of course, all these A and M fans are just laughing. I'm like, laugh it up, boys. Laugh it up. I'm like, guess what? You got Bobby Petrino and we don't. So, uh, jokes on you. Yeah. So I don't know. I, this kid, this kid's going to be good. And, you know, I, we will see. Um, I, I'm really, again, like just looking at the bigger picture, Brom train is not stopping. Like the momentum's carrying, they're carrying it over into the 24 and even the 25 class. Now they've, they've set inroads now on that over the past 
two or three weeks, you know, getting in with some higher prospects and, it, you know, it just like we've repeatedly said on this show. And like you said, Kyle, I mean, the guy and this staff, him and his staff just work like their jobs are on the line. They don't stop working. So uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I, I just don't have any doubt that this isn't going to be a great fit for all of us. And they're not going to bring, I, I have a real confidence that they're going to bring our program to heights we've never seen before. I really feel like that. I've always felt like that. So is this a, is that a real U of L two, four, eight? Is that, is that real that Cragthorpe really wanted <laughs> pal to play corner? I, yeah, I don't heard that, that, but I'm not he... surprised because Craig was com- – oh, yeah. Gosh. And Bill so was stuck that's... on those bad Cragthorpe teams too. I mean, it was yeah. after – I mean, it was he was on some bad teams there. Chris, he and the whole that, pod that, talking about the, the bad that's of Craig, so we're not going to do that. But. Shout out to Chris. I'm the best man in his wedding. Whoop, whoop. All right. the Notre Dame game. Did you the one scheduling a, a fall wedding? What the hell? Yes. Hey, you're doing a fall wedding game. My neighbor, my next door neighbor, who I'm good friends with, did the same thing. But they don't, to their credit, they don't watch football. They don't care about it, which I think is crazy. But, you know, hey, to each their own, uh, they don't care. So they, of course, they're like, we want a beautiful fall wedding. And that's great. But the rest of us have to suffer. I was going to say, like, Chris was like the lone dude on that Bilal Pal train. He was like, after, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, who was the running back that transferred from here that went to Georgia Tech from us? Anthony Allen. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Allen. Man, Allen. he was good too. He was. Chris was like, free Bilal Pal. Play Bilal Pal. Like he was always on the Bilal Pal train, and it was because Jurich. I, I think part of the reason he was on that train was because he uh, Jurich had come out publicly and said some things about Bilal being, you know, a, a, a next great running back. So, um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris was right, man. He was like, Bilal's going to be great. He just needed, he needed the, uh, he needed the chance. Connor says Ruben's transferring too. You heard it here first. Where's he going, Connor? Is he coming back? Coming here? He, he had his, uh, his boxes outside according to, according to a guy that would know it's connected with his NIL deal. He said he had his boxes sent here and had to reroute them after Brom took the job. So is he coming here? Or is he going somewhere else? <laughs> Man, with how awesome logistics companies are these days, I imagine that went over smoothingly. Oh, he probably man, lost all of his probably crap. lost a lot of stuff, but he didn't lose his 502 <laughs> tattoo. Honestly, he has to transfer here for at least a year to validate the tattoo. Like, yeah, I mean, you can put I'm it thinking... off Ruben, but you can't, you cannot avoid your destiny. It, it, it will, it, you can either you can prolong it, but it'll smack you in the face eventually. I Trent, will, uh, you got a wedding on the Duke game this year. What is up with these fall weddings? Yeah, we I don't understand, ha- guys. We need to have an inter- We need to we need to have a talk. Stop guess, doing Chris. fall weddings. Stop. Chris and Olivia. I don't know why you would schedule a wedding uh, during the Notre Dame game. That's just ridiculous. What kind of friends do that? We need to have an intervention here on the Third Banner Podcast with these fall weddings. This is just disgusting. You y'all need to get married at the game. You need to go yes. to the game and get married be at the a, on be the a real park, fan. On the, you gotta uh, wait to find fan. out what the game time is. I mean, at the very least, get married up on the flight on a you party. Better walk deck. down the card march <laughs> aisle. Do you know what I? You know what I did for my wedding? I've told this before, I think, but my wedding was on 
the U of L UK football game when Stevie got loose. Crags year one. Yeah. I had a I had a projector at my reception and had the game playing on the wall. That's badass. That's, hey, that's, that's how I was able to get my wife on board with that one is beyond me, but I don't know. I got her to marry me. So, well, I mean, if she's going to get married to you, obviously we're like hardcore <laughs> Louisville fans. That's one of the first things I told my now wife. I mean, we've been together 10 years now. We've been married basically nine of those, but really, I mean, technically only three by law, but she, I told her like second or third day. I'm like, by the way, I am a hardcore Louisville fan and she doesn't watch any sports. So, uh, you got to understand, like, I get you don't understand the importance of it, and you don't have to talk to me about it, but understand I'm going to be really upset some days. I'm going to be really happy some days, and I'm going to be following. I'm going to be browsing message boards. I'm going to be – now I'm on – that was before Discord, but, you know, she gets it. I mean, it comes with the territory. <laughs> so, you if you tell them beforehand, then it's, it's – it's you know, they can't yeah. hold it against you later. Connor says real fans. Yeah, I mean, speak – I mean, I'm looking forward to being upset that our standards are so high again that we can be upset about stuff that we see as accomplishments now. You know, I'm, I know we're going to get back there. I know this program's going to get back there, like all the way around. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I know it's going to happen. Everything just ebbs and flows. So L's a survivor, man. We're fighters. So we'll, I we'll get back. I did miss a wedding once that I really probably shouldn't have. But they got married the day Louisville played Auburn. It was the first game. And I was like, I cannot. There's not a damn chance. I, I just can't we, do it. They got blown out too, though. W- wife was really upset. Well, we, we kind of – I mean, we they, 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 they controlled game, the game, but uh, we came that's back. That's the Lamar game, right? The, yeah. It was yeah. the Lamar game. Hey, hey listen. The interception Auburn. on the first play. Auburn, if we had four more minutes, you're done. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> now, my done. wife tells me that's what you get. They lost. Because uh, you didn't go to this wedding with me, and but my response is, I got to see Lamar Jackson's first game, his first play, his first interception, yeah. very first play, but his first game. And I remember uh, a guy on the message boards wrote, "Lamar Jackson will win the Heisman Trophy one day," yeah, and it was such too. a hot take because it was after his first game that we lost. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, like he. You could see potential, but of course he bumped that. I mean, he—that's the ultimate like uh, hot take, that, oh, like, boiling that hot game. take that came true. He, I know he 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 was waiting for the moment it was announced, and I know he had this button on that reply to resurrect that thread years <laughs> later. Because I swear, I mean, as soon as he did, boom! It says Lamar Jackson won the Heisman one day. I click on it. it's from like three years before that. <laughs> Do you remember who it was? Corey from Taylorsville. Oh shit! Of yeah. course, it was Corey. 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 Yeah. Corey's Profit. good peoples, man. Shout out to Corey. Corey's good peoples. Hey, yeah. listen, that, did he that ever come little, back to the boards? Yeah, he I, never left. Never. <laughs> he never really left after the retirement. I, 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 who? N- n- no shade, Corey, but I predicted that in the Discord. I said everybody's like real bummed and upset. It's a little inside joke. It's I was really, like, he'll he'll be really back. Fun. He'll be back in no time, and um, yeah. I don't think he ever left. Anyway, hey, Corey, Corey's a Corey's a good fan, man. He really is. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. <sighs> I'm I'm watching this Miami game on the side. I'm trying not to, but I can't help it. It's really close. It's been a barn burner. What's the score? 41-39 Denver. 
Uh, it's at Miami, so they. If, if I think if Miami loses this game, they're in big trouble because uh, I think it's going to be real. They, they gain the home court advantage by winning, but if you – well, now they're up one. They just hit a three. But, yeah, it's like if, if they lose this, they, they have to win tonight, I, th- I think. But. I haven't watched any of the finals, I'll be honest. I haven't so. either. I normally yeah. watch a lot of the people NBA aren't playoffs. into it. Like I I'm not into baseball. Some people don't like the NBA. I love it, but I I get it. Different strokes, different folks. I normally yeah. watch a lot of the playoffs, but I just this year I haven't. Has anybody got an Ellie Dela Cruz update? I'm gonna check that out. It was tied at six when I when we went on the air. So, so hey, give me a little Ellie De La Cruz uh, bio up here, Ross, because I I just I saw all the buzz on Twitter yesterday. I checked it out. And I, I, like I said, I'm not a big baseball guy, um, but I do kind of keep up with it itty bit. And it was pretty cool to see the Reds fans' reaction yesterday at the game. What's the, what's the scoop on this kid? Uh, I mean, number one, number one prospect in minor league baseball this year. Um, you know, they were in the Cactus League, and they said he was the literally the best player. You know, in the Cactus they, League, that sounds like that's not very hard to do. <laughs> I feel like anybody at Discord could be the best player in the Cactus League. You know what I mean? No, man, this kid, oh, okay. this kid is, this dude's different. I don't even. How old is he? Ash, twenty? He's twenty-one. Yeah, like he's. They signed him when he was. He, he defected from like I think it was Dominican Republic. Um, yeah, they signed him when he was like sixteen. I mean. It, the, the, the dude's just amazing. I was telling people, uh, there were people uh, at work last week that were going to the Bats game. I said, you better get down there and see him because he ain't, by the end of next week, he will not be down there. I, you know, I mean, it was not, it was not going to happen. Of course, they went Thursday and then he went 0 for 5 and had five strikeouts. But um, they were like, what happened? And I was like, I, I don't know. Y'all went, it's you all. Like, you went to the wrong game. I don't know. Like, yeah, this dude's I, badass, though. I mean, um, yeah. when the Reds made the announcement yesterday, they sold 6,000 game day tickets, you know, same day tickets, which is immediately you know, for the Reds. That was huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he, he had a 14% walk rate in AAA this year, slash line of 297, excuse me. Yeah, 297, 398, 633. So this dude was just destroying the baseball. His WRC yeah. plus was 152 which, you know, replacement level is 100. So, I mean, this dude was just unreal in AAA this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume all of that's really good. Yeah, I mean, this guy is just unreal. Right to me. um, and, and my only hope, you know, I'm, I'm an Atlanta fan, but I just, you know, I love seeing these exciting players coming up the last couple of years, like him and uh, O'Neal Cruz for the Pirates, you know, Julio Rodriguez yeah. out in Seattle. And I just hope that, uh, that the Reds, you know, take advantage of like some of these other these other programs have been doing or teams have been doing, uh, and signing and offering him a long term deal really early, yeah. uh, just so that they you can know, lock I, him up like Seattle did Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, and you you had you know you had Abbott recently for the Reds that yeah. had his debut, um, and I don't think it's gonna be too much longer. I think. Uh, Christian Incar- uh, Incarnacion is going to get called up from the bats. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great... got nothing left to prove. Yeah, he's having a great year. Um, you know, Before they're going to play the, him, that's the only bad thing. The Reds are really well positioned over the next short-term window to be competitors. Uh, the downside is that so are the Pirates. 
And that's going to be tough because, you know, if you've got the Reds and the Pirates battle, I don't care how it is. It's still always the Cardinals division. And you just feel like in a three or four win, they're in the last place right now in the division. Yeah, I know they are. But like, how often do the, do the, cardinals stay bad over a three four year period you know that's it's not gonna happen like they're a pretty well ran organization so they'll figure something out but um that the, the nl central is going to be extremely competitive uh in the next three years i i and then you predict. also have noel v Marte coming up and edwin arroyo so the reds you know they They've, They've promoted some guys recently, but they have some mm-hmm. dudes coming. So yes, yeah, but um, isn't it the that's Red, an exciting, it, exciting organization to watch? Isn't it the Reds thing to do to have all those guys and then just let them walk away here in three, four years? I feel like that's the typical Reds thing to do. <laughs> well, that's and that's kind of been the that's, that's kind of been the small unfair. market theme yeah. for the last twenty, you know, fifteen, twenty years. Is but it not fair, or is it thing. that the Reds' ownership sucks? In no, the last few not. years, it's kind of been the trend to see those guys locked up in their first year. Uh, long-term, kind of like San Diego did with Tatis. And uh, Atlanta has shown numerous occasions, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, um, you know, many of their – Austin Riley, all those guys get signed long-term. Um, Seattle did it with Julio Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, it, Pittsburgh with Brian Reynolds. I mean, it's becoming more and more of a trend to offer those guys right away, you know, that long-term deal so that they – because otherwise those guys the first three or four years are just basically making league minimum. So, yeah. I mean, it's incentivizing both parties to, to come to a long-term deal right yeah, away. You, it, 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 small market teams in baseball are at a disadvantage. I've, I've had this argument so many times with people there because here's the thing. They don't have a pool or a fan base of merchandise sales and everything. They don't get on TV as much as the Dodgers or as the Yankees or – you know, Houston or any of those teams, like they just don't get on TV as much. They're, they're at a disadvantage. So yeah, you can say that the ownership can go and be more aggressive and they can sign just all these dudes. They could, but the problem is, is that baseball guarantees contracts. So like there's a huge risk assessment involved in that. Like once you sign that dude, you have to finish out paying that contract unless you can get them to be signed somebody else to pick it up so like a small market team if somebody bombs say like i don't i don't want to call him a bomb but like for cincinnati example you signed homer bailey to a hundred million dollar contract he didn't really live up to that contract you know what i mean then you're stuck with it and it hampers you for many many years so um that's like the orioles with chris davis yeah like it just you know, you can have flash in the pan seasons and then you can get stuck stuck in this microwave thinking and then then it doesn't play out long term. And then, you know, then then you're the red, like you're the Reds and we don't have the opportunity to go and spend hundreds of million dollars ab- above the luxury tax every year like the big market teams. They're going to recover from those contracts much faster than a small market team would. So the small market teams are at a disadvantage on a multifaceted level. Yeah. Well, and then kind of just to segue it back to U of L talk, um, is U of L become a catcher? You, I mean, because you got Will Smith, you know, arguably one of the best catchers or not arguably one of the best, arguably the best catcher in the game right now at the plate. Um, And then you also have, 
Henry Davis, just on the verge of, of the big leagues. You know, he was the number one overall pick just two years ago um, and just absolutely raking in the pirate system uh, yeah. right now. Um, he's, he just got promoted to AAA, uh, I want to say a week ago, got his first hit uh, the other night, um, which was a triple. Um, I mean, he's just absolutely destroying the ball. And then you got Dalton Rushing, um, who's just blistering the ball in the Dodgers organization, looking like he's going to, he's a, already a top 100 prospect. Um, on the verge of double A, he's in high A right now. I forget what their high A affiliate is you, uh, for LA. But you think uh, you think the Dodgers have their eye on U of L prospects, right? I mean Bobby Miller and uh, Will Smith, and then uh, <laughs> now you got Dalton rushing. Yeah, they're paying I mean, attention. They are paying attention. It's not sure. a bad organization to have have a pulse on your on your organization no. on your team. No. <laughs> yeah, because if you're good and they invest in you, you're gonna get paid. Yeah. So, Mike, Mike Price says uh, this or uh, third banner pod sponsored by Jaggers. Now, hey, I think we can all get behind Jaggers for one reason or another. Ooh. Can we not? Man, I know there's Man. some Canes debate. All right, listen, some... listen, listen. I want to, I want to take floor here for a second. Okay, <laughs> I want to say this. I want to go ahead and get. I'm getting out before the storm. So I've been to Jaggers one time. Uh, I end up getting the uh, burgers and fries. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay. Now, now here's okay. the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, he's going to shame the tenders. Hold on. No, hold on. I've been one time. Now, when I went, it was the Dutchman Lane location, and it had just opened. So they weren't allowing anybody to see to sit inside. Now, I live in Indiana. I got to go a long way here, okay? I don't really like to drive that far to go do drive through okay? Yeah. But I did it because everybody said Jaggers was phenomenal. I did it last year, and it was. It was awesome. Me and the wife are going to go back this weekend, this past weekend. They're redoing the drive through <laughs> at a place they just built last fall. Yeah. What Jaggers, what are we? I don't, I don't know that I can go back. As great as everyone says it is, it's too far for me to go well, do drive through I'm not doing it. Now, here's the thing. With Canes, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's great chicken. Every time I go, they're open <laughs> every time. I never have to do the drive through It's just delicious yeah, chicken. This paint slander needs to stop. I it's mean, delicious. come on, guys. I never had I Jaggers. I, we don't I have it in Texas. I can't count on Jaggers. I can't count on Jaggers. I can always <laughs> count on Canes. Well, and that is – I mean, I, I'll give you that. It's like it doesn't matter how good a place is if you can't get in. I had a pizza – I have a pizza place that opened in Scottsburg of all places, and I'm a pizza connoisseur. I eat really good pizza if I can get it. And so I tried this place. I heard it was, it used to be in Green Tree Mall, Chicago City Pizza. He moved to Scottsburg and people would rave about it. And, and you can't even get, like, you cannot get in there hardly. But I finally got in there this last weekend. It was amazing. But yeah, for, I was almost done with it. Connor, you're banned from the Third Banner podcast. You're it's done. Kane Slander. Connor, man. you're done. Can't. You're done. I, I've. I, you know, I might, I might try it and tr when I go on vacation next weekend. But then I'm like, That's man, I'm going on vacation. I can't ever get a. I'm, there's not a Canes within an hour of me, anywhere. And that's uh, a shame. It really is. I that's know. a shame. See, so everybody on this like right side of the screen, they, these are Indiana problems. These are Indiana yeah. problems. Like, <laughs> hey, I listen, just don't. The moment they throw one in Clarksville, Indiana, I'm, I'm going nonstop. What Jaggers? No, no Canes. Because you know what? That Jaggers, they'll probably redo the drive-thru in two weeks after they build it, if I had to guess. 
<laughs> I, I've never seen something more stupid. They just built that place last year, and they're already redoing I think it. I think Indiana's going to get a lot of Jaggers since it's a Texas Roadhouse guys, that, and they yeah. opened their first te- Texas Roadhouse in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Anyway, food talk aside, um, I don't know. Is there anything else we were – oh, yeah, we were going to touch on uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Boring Bill – and uh, his uh, enthusiastic comments about Malik Cunningham possibly being uh, tried at receiver. So let's – I've never – this is as happy as I've ever seen Bill Belichick his entire life. So let, let's see it. Yeah, we're going to play the sound by here, guys. This is oh, live reaction, Bill Belichick to Malik Cunningham in his practice. So what did you see in Malik Cunningham uh, moving around? Right, we play quarterback at uh, Louisville, so we're giving him some work at receiver. We'll see how it goes. He's an athletic kid, smart. He's able to learn two spots. We'll see. Is there an added value with a player like Malik for a scout team and things like that if things develop? Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, or actually, what have you learned with Adrian Clem now 23 years after? And, that, and that's it, guys. That's it. That's, that's, it. Uh, that's raving that's comments. Super Bowl winning and Hall of Fame head coach Bill Belichick on Malik Cunningham. That, that's so it. He's very, very excited. That's hey, actually the most excited he's ever been in his life. Hey, Bill, the Patriots fans want to know about Malik Cunningham. You spoke ravingly about him. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Uh Louisville quarterback. Uh, we're going to try him at uh, wide receiver. Uh, he's going to play like two spots. Uh, smart. Uh, first of all, yeah. And for those that can't see, we actually just replayed it, and that wasn't Ross. That was actually Bill Belichick. For those that can't see the live video, I mean, talk about you know Malik is a Malik's an exciting football player. You could not have a worse like guy to talk about an exciting player than bill belichick right like he would make anything just seem so boring and awful is he married because could you what if you met bill belichick's (laughs) wife and she was like super enthusiastic and way over the top she was just like i'm so i'm so happy to see you it's just been (laughs) like i don't even know who the fuck you are who are you? I just yeah. love you, and I see your pictures on Facebook. Your baby's so cute. Bill's like, oh shit, not my, not Bessie. I wish you'd sh- shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. He is a he is an odd bird. Like he is, man. <laughs> like he's just an odd dude, man. But I he's tell a you, genius. The guy, the guy does know football, and he's a genius. I don't know. Like this isn't the first time he's spoken about Malik, and the press, the local press around there, seems to kind of be onto it because they keep asking about him. So there must be some buzz in you know, in uh, you know, the workouts that they're doing, and uh, maybe around the organization about why they drafted him. I. My friends thought I was kind of like, they were like, hey, just kind of pump the brakes, you know. But, like, we know that Malik is a really good athlete. Like, mm-hmm. he always tested very well at UofL in the off seasons. Um, You know, we just didn't always like that he was our only option at quarterback, you right, know. Yeah. Um, That's not really his fault. 
Yeah, and it's not. It's not at all. Like he is a he could be a special player, and my friends kind of laughed at me, but like he could be the next Antoine Randall L. He could. Bill could get that out of him. Uh, Cordell Stewart. I don't. He's not. Well, maybe like impact wise, but man, Randall L. was an athlete. I mean, it was Malik. Malik's a really good athlete, man. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. That was my first thought too, Ross. So you're not alone in this. I just think like when I think of Cordell Stewart and Randall L, I feel like they've got more bursts than Malik has. But that's just me. I'm not saying Malik's not an athlete. I think Malik's got a shit ton of bursts. He's just yeah. I think he's every bit as fast as those guys. To be honest, he's just the problem is is he's not Lamar. He's not. No, I don't. I don't think any of those guys are Lamar. Right. Right. So I'm not comparing. Always got compared to Lamar. Like he's as. He could be Antoine Randall in the right system fit. Well, 100%. that's not what I'm thinking. I just maybe I've got like old man bias where I think like the past. I don't guys... think I don't think Malik has the acceleration that some of those guys Shit. have. Like, like that's he what has I top, think. Malik has top speed. I feel like top speed. He's really fast, but that's he doesn't he doesn't get there quickly. Like that's the difference between him and Lamar. Lamar had top speed and top acceleration. He got there fast. I just remember Randall L being like a highlight reel. I remember him being so entertaining. And Malik had a little bit of that. But um, I don't know. I I feel like if there's tiers of it, it's like Michael Vick and Lamar at the top. You can say 1A, 1B, whichever one you want to put there. And then right right underneath them are like the Cordells, the Randall Ls, uh, or RG3s in that second tier. And then that third tier is where you get a lot of guys like a Malik. That's just my opinion. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I just – I think – yeah, I think what we're – when you go back and look at Cordell Stewart, for any of us that were, like, old enough, like I know me and Ash were. Ty, you're probably too young. I was. What the, what the hell is a Cordell Stewart? Yeah, well, he that was – He was a Pittsburgh was, quarterback. He was a backup for a long the, time, and then he finally got slashed, man. He, I know he, who Cordell Stewart is. I just wanted to troll Ash because uh, yeah, so, Ash loves when I do that, so – when you when you go back and you watch Cordell Stewart highlights now, and you've been and you've seen Lamar Jackson, Cordell Stewart looks kind of pedestrian, honestly. Like he doesn't, he's not as wowing as it was when we were growing up watching him. Um, and that's what he, I was saying. I could be biased, like old man bias. I don't know. But you know, and Randall L, I, I agree, Kyle. Like he was a, he was a he had a lot of highlights for the Steelers and for the, the Redskins while he played there too. He was good there at the Redskins as well. And for um, the Hoosiers. I mean, even though IU football is never yeah. in, I used to actually tune in IU football to watch him because he, he was just, and then he would get hurt. So like, and, and then they moved the receiver. I remember thinking that was blasphemy when they did that, but they were trying to get him in the NFL. And that'd be a smart move, but I thought it was complete because you gotta understand like, when they moved Antoine Randall to receiver, he was a really good quarterback, at least in college. It yeah. was like, what the mm-hmm. hell are you doing? Like, what are you thinking right now? It'd be like moving Lamar to receiver after, well, maybe after his freshman year, after he had those last two good I mean, couple of games. I mean, nobody would move him after his sophomore year when he won the Heisman. But, uh, you know, I don't know a good, accurate comp, but Randall was really good at a quarterback. But then I guess – to get back to Malik and the Patriots and all that, I do think, you know, Bill Belichick does have a habit of taking quarterbacks and converting them to receivers and having success. I'm pretty sure Edelman was a was a Edelman was for sure, yep. And I feel like there was another one years ago, but I can't remember who it was now. So. Do you see I, I mean, any chance Malik could get it, get uh, 
spot at quarterback because let's be honest here, Mac no. Jones sucks. Well, Mac Jones sucks. No. Mac do, Jones I sucks. I so. think I think I think Malik could be a very good gadget player um, yeah. that you could keep on the field at, on a lot of snaps and like if you I, again like going back to I know we we trying to take it back to U of L centric and make it about Malik, but go back and watch Antoine Randall highlights. Go look at how many touchdowns he threw and how beautiful those passes were. Malik can throw a ball, okay? He can. And if, if you're talking about he can throw, I have seen throw and uh, getting and getting a defensive and getting a defense like you're scheming to the defense and getting a defense moving, he's going to be able to hit a wide receiver that's going to be caught, you know, uh, that's going to pick off a, a DB being caught in the wrong location on the field. Like that's going to happen. So it's just a matter of you know do. Does he maximize his 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 chances, his opportunities uh, this coming year? How quick can he catch on? And you know, yeah. do the Patriots buy into him? Like I, I think I, I, he could end up being one of the biggest steals in this entire draft. I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, he he'll he already make it a receiver. He won't make it. There's no way. Yeah. Well, and, and none of us are saying he's a quarterback. But what I think that Ross and yeah. I are kind of leaning toward is that um, if there's one team that can take a guy and utilize his strengths just on a here and there basis. It's I think the Patriots are one of those type of teams uh, that yeah. they can use, get the most out of a, out of a guy. Sure. Uh, and, and Malik can come in there and run some gadget plays and uh, be a decoy at times and things like that. Uh, and just be used in a unique way uh, here and yeah, there. And I don't think he's going to be the focal point by any means. No, not at all. But like Andy Reed, same way, Pete Carroll, I think PK he would have been great in Seattle. Like I, I, I in the right system fits, he will be a he's going to produce. They you, you just you programs and organizations like that know how to uh, maximize a player's snaps in that regard. It's just up to the player to get themselves in a position to get on the field. So. Well. And if it doesn't work out before, if he if he gets cut before the season starts, uh, Malik seven point is, is is coming back. Hey, don't, listen, we're not gonna we're, don't don't put that in my head. Hey, UFL two four eight in the comments says Malik is not a quarterback in the NFL. Well, uh, neither is Mac Jones, and neither is Bailey Zappi. So I'm, I'm sitting here telling you guys, Randall. I'm telling you guys, that. I think there is a chance. If he can make it and stick it out, maybe he has a good preseason that Malik could get in the game at quarterback for the Patriots. Because I'm telling you, Mac Jones is not in the good graces of Bill Belichick and the Patriots right now from last year. And on top of that, he sucks. And then Bailey Zappi is no good either. So the Patriots quarterback room looks really, really bad. And I'm telling you, if he can make it in the preseason, I think Malik has a chance. Well, I will say this. If there's one quarterback that becomes a starter due for multiple years due to there's just being no other quarterbacks around, Malik Cunningham has plenty of experience with that. So <laughs> if, if, if boring Bill wants to continue to just blunder it up, and blunder Bill wants to just continue to blunder it up with his quarterbacks and whiff, you never know. But I, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm with Neely, said best case scenario. He's a poor man's Randall L. Yeah, worst case, he's playing XFL in two years. Or who was it? Didn't somebody draft him? And he was like, he, he responded. He got drafted in the USFL, and he said, I don't know what that is. 
And yeah, yeah. Congrats to Malik Cunningham. Getting drafted. Dude, Malik, we took you with our first we took you with our first pick, Malik. We can't wait to join the Birmingham Stallions, whatever the hell they are. He got drafted in the second round with that. So yeah, it was uh he's like, I'm not playing Birmingham Birmingham butter churners. (laughs) He's like, What the hell is the USFL? So yeah. Um, but yeah, good for Malik. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad yeah. boring Bill is noticing him. So he must be doing something well. And I'm glad he's he, willing to convert to, to try out receiver because some yeah. guys have too much pride and ego to do it. But it's like, man, you, you just want to make it, man. Live your dream. If you don't yeah. like just get if paid your dream is to make the NFL. Man. Yeah. You might not get the position you want, but if there's a chance you can make it somewhere else, you take that. Yep. Man. I actually think he could have those like longer careers in the CFL. He, he just has that type of, uh, type of quarterback game where he could actually go to the CFL and have a long career, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I think Malik's going to make money for a while. Mm -hmm. I know people want to like shit on that take, but the the problem was never Malik. The problem was always that Malik was never pushed. He was never put in positions to where he could be beat out, you know? And if he got hurt, he had nobody. There was nobody. That was part of the problem. Yeah, I mean the the I last mean, that, in, that quarterback staff, room was so intimidating. We just had nobody else to go. Oh, it was <laughs> it was scary, really downright scary. Oh man, so guys, yeah. what are you thinking about this basketball tournament? Are you guys gonna watch the the Ville in that? The TBT? Yeah, I watch. Uh, Best basketball I, team we'll see for next. Never mind. I'm gonna okay. stop. Listen, okay. so li- listen. So my my uh. I'm as a my, Louisville fan. I mean, my cousins are Louisville. My cousins are Louisville fans. Okay, but like they're not like diehard sports fans. Okay, and my cousin of all people texted me. He said, "Hey, are you going to this TBT? This was like four weeks ago, three weeks ago." And I'm like, I was kind of thinking about it, and then like, it, like they've continued adding players, and we're seeing like. I'll be honest, when I saw Shane, like, working out the other day, I was like, damn, Shane looks good. Like, like yeah. I was I, I was, I was, so excited to see him out there. Like, I'm, like, feeling like, yeah, like, need to go to a TBT game for sure. And Ross, Kyle, Kyle, if anybody Kyle. knows men's physique, it's Ross, because he's always checking out Jamari Johnson's backside <laughs> in football. Hey, Shane. Shane, I swear to God, would have been a monster tight end or or, or a tackle. Now, were I you mean, looking at his tight end, or were you looking at him to play tight end? No, I don't. I, I mean, dudes, <laughs> Ray, I, I'm not alone on this. Ray Ganon spoke it in, spoke out about it multiple times. Like the kid was built extremely different for basketball players. He was built like a football player. He was. His, he had bazooka calves as we all called him, and the dude was a monster. <laughs> I never called him. <laughs> dude, that – there was – all over UFL Twitter used to call him Bazooka Cavs. Did they? Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, I watched a lot of Shane Behan, and I don't ever remember being called Bazooka Cavs. Uh, <laughs> this is the Ray, Mandela effect, Ross. You were in a parallel no, universe. It's not. Reganong – said that he had the biggest calves he had ever measured, and that was including football players. He had the biggest circumference of calves he had ever measured. 
Imagine that in a conversation, like you're at a bonfire, sitting around, so I measured this dude's calves today, and boy, <laughs> man, the, impressed. The, circu- the circumference of his calves were, was exceptional. It, I converted from millimeters awesome. to centimeters, and whoo, <laughs> I gotta yeah. say though, any self-respecting Louisville fan, uh, you gotta get find a way to get out to one of these games because they're. I mean, it's it, middle of July, middle to the end of the July. Mm-hmm. They're being played in Freedom Hall. We've got kind of who's who of Cardinal players in the last decade, decade and a half. You got Siva, Russ, Bahannon, uh, Fat Wayne, um, Rakeem Buckles. You got a lot of a lot of guys with some nostalgia factor there. Yeah. Um, uh, Luke Hancock is like one of the coaches or GM. I can't remember which. Um, but being played in Freedom Hall too. I mean, uh, there's a, just so much nostalgia there. Any, in my opinion, if you're in the area, you got to get out and check these guys out. I would love oh, yeah. to get Russ Smith on this pod while he's in town. But, that would uh, be awesome. I'm not saying I can. I'm just saying Russ Smith is my favorite player ever. Oh, I forgot about and Nanu. I would fangirl the yeah. hell out of that pod. I yeah, mean, Nanu, Nanu, Nanu was a beast too, man. I can't imagine how good we would have been if he would have come back. Dude, I think about that a that lot. That team was the like, Final Four team if he comes like, back. I'm, yeah. I'm the meme when the guys roll over and the wives, like, I bet he's thinking about our girls. I'm sitting there thinking, Nanu comes back, we make the Final Four, maybe win another championship. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, I think about that a lot. I'll be like, man, Nanu, his trajectory was through the roof. He just needed one more year, and then he could have went pro, and I think he would have been yeah. in a much better position. He really yeah. – the way he was improving on a rig, just one more year, man. Can we get Neil's comment up there? That's probably the comment of the night. Shane had the best cankles in the game. Uh, I feel like that's see. that's probably the winner for comment of the night from from Neil. You were right. He didn't even. You were right about Nanu though. coming back. I mean, there's three guys that I think if they play one more year, um, probably Louisville makes a Final Four or makes a deep run anyway. Um, if Cliff Rozier comes back one more year, you've got him and Samaki Walker. Uh, in in the post for that '95 team, um, if Samaki comes back one more year, then you've got him on, on that '97 team that um, that What's goes the to the Elite Eight. eight. Yeah, uh, and then if you have Nanu back for that other for that team, then then you have you know uh, what year? I'm the year is blank. I'm missing the year. What What'd you say? The year Nanu, if he would have come back one more year, I'm forgetting what year that, that was, was. Was that? 15 or 16. Yeah. If you, those are three guys that I'm always like, man, if they would have just played one more year. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Neil. Like that was, that was a very underrated uh, skill that Nanu had. And it was very obvious from like jump street when he started getting on the court, he was a great outlet passer. He, he, he would high point the ball and he would keep the ball up high just like you you teach big men to do he had strong hands he would turn and he would look like yeah. and he could make the pass i mean he kept the, just like, like neil saying here yeah that's what i'm saying like that's that's a great yep. comment by neil he was he was a great outlet passer that's that's something that not to bring it on to basketball you know what we saw last year but we didn't have a single outlet passer on our team last year not one Game over. There, were no, there were zero fast break opportunities. God, I'm trying so. to I'm trying to speak a reverse jinx in existence, but I think Denver's got this in the bag. Is it? They're up eleven in the 
top of the, well, it's like nine minutes left in the third. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, 11 points in the NBA is nothing. I'm going to say they've lost already. Speaking well, of, I believe, I believe in a reverse jinx. My wife did the other night. I was so mad. Actually, you know what? No, I'm wrong because Miami did come back, but they were up 11. And yeah. my wife looked at me and was like, I don't know why you're watching. It's over. And as soon as she said that, they like dropped like Jamal Murray went off, Jogic went off, and they went up like 12 points. I was like, what the hell? I, I thought for sure the Reds were done last night. We were down eight to two. There and you go, reverse jinx. Like eight five, and it was eight six. I was like, damn. And then I, I was in a, I'm in a volleyball league with uh, my work uh, people, and like we we get done playing volleyball, and then uh, you know we all say our goodbyes, get home, come here on Discord, and find out the Reds won. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I turned it off in the middle of the eighth last night, yeah. and then I saw they I won. Like, I was like, what? Chris said yeah, he reverse jinxed the series every game. Yeah, and Miami's one to one at Denver. I mean, that's the most you, you're not going to get up 2 0 on Denver at, at Mile High. So, I mean, hey, I'll take a one to one. Acting yeah. like I did something for it. <laughs> Acting like I'm a part of the team <laughs> from my I, couch. I'll be honest. I, I, I would like to see, uh, I don't have any rooting interest at all. But, and I, like I said, I haven't even watched any finals, but. I would like to see Jimmy Buckets get a ring. Me uh, too, man. That's the thing. He's just a – he's a – the typical – Miami's just a – and I'm not saying – like, you can pick whoever you want to pick. I don't care. I don't really have – like, my team is anybody Donovan goes to, and they stunk it up against Ty's Knicks, and we're soft. That's so, right. Uh, but that's Miami, right. if, if I had just pick another – it's like they are a bunch of dogs, a bunch of undrafted players, and it's just like the, the real underdog story – even if they lose every game from here out, it's like they did something that you're not supposed to do in the NBA. The NBA is not supposed to be like March Madness. It's not yeah. supposed to be where a 16 beats a one or 15 beats a two or, a, you know, a five and a 12. Yeah. It seems like a 12 always wins. It's like, no, you play seven games and the best yep. team wins. Yeah. And Miami has proven in series to be the best team, but they're beating teams that match up much better with them. I would argue there isn't a team they play the entire time that they should have beaten, and maybe the is, Knicks. Is, but Hero, is Hero still out? Hero's still out, and he was. They I mean, thought he might crazy. come back. That's tonight. crazy. That is crazy. crazy. And and, yeah. uh, and uh, Victor Oladipo's been out for a while too. Yeah, and he's, he's not what he used to be on offense, but he's a monster on defense. Yeah, and, he, yeah. A, and a spark off the bench, which he used to be like much more than that for the Pacers, but it didn't. It fizzled out. But I think injuries are a big part of that. But he's still like a spark. Yeah, him and Hero are out. They thought Hero I mean, could come back tonight. He ended up not coming back. But if he doesn't come back game four, they're in trouble. Because right now, they're looking cooked. Ola, Ola Depot's, you know, for, for Miami, he's kind of fulfilling that, like, um, you know, Andre Iguodala, like, Sean Livingston role for that first run of the, you know, the Warriors, you know, yeah. back when they started winning, you know, like – that's uh, I, I think I, like people just forget like how good yeah you know, we're getting off I'm getting off on a tangent but like those warrior seems like you had you had a a monster first round pick and like Sean Livingston like straight out of high school if that dude doesn't tear his his knee up uh, with the Clippers like his trajectory was through the roof like he was gonna be a premier player I was that I was pulling for those Warriors teams through that because I was so happy I was so happy to see him get two rings you know what I mean like 
Igudala, same thing. Like major, major player for the Sixers. You know, always was really good, but just couldn't quite get the right dynamic of where he was at. He goes and he takes on mentally, like he accepts it. I'm older. I want to win a ring. He goes and, and plays for the Warriors, gets in a good franchise, a good system. And he's as, as effective as he possibly ever was based on his role. You know what I mean? Like his per, his production was outstanding. And like Oladipo, like you said, like, yeah, same way. Like, yeah, I give him a ton of credit. The the guys accepted a role and he's been me nuts, man. He hits some of the craziest shots. Anyway, um, <laughs> He hits he hits horse shots. I mean, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but he hits shots where you're like, he just lobs it up there because the shot clock's going expiring. Jimmy could borrow one of the pop screens. <laughs> yeah, it's because I I had to think about that. What he's saying because like there's actually a video that went viral where people are convinced that because uh, that Michael Jordan is Jimmy Butler's dad, and like if you watch the video. <laughs> That's a, that's why conspiracy theories work because you can literally make things sound so believable. Like they got pictures of them with the heads. They look alike. They make yeah, all these connections. Connor. But uh, it's pretty funny. Anyway, you go holy spend time shit! With Mara. I'm just looking at the game. I just saw Kevin Love. It's a family it, show. This time. is a Kevin <laughs> Kevin Love plays for the Heat now. I didn't even know that. He's actually not bad for him because he has a good coach hey, now. Speaking of great, I'm not a David Bickerstaff outlet, fan outlet at passers. all. By the way, man, he was a great outlet passer for sure. Kevin Love, he's the best in the game ever, I think. Yeah, and that's well, not. I'm not. Know. I'm not. Sabonis, that's not hype. Hyperbole. Is, I, Arvidas Sabonis is the best big man outlet passer of all time. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What the hell is so. Sabonis? I think, I think Sabonis is good. I think Kevin Love's better. I think Sabonis was the first center that, that I remember actually stepping out and shooting a lot of threes, too. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Well, he was he was fat. <laughs> what Magic? Well, it, that's because he had no knees by the time he got to the he NBA. Was, he, he was, was, was Jokic before Jokic, just not quite as good. He was fat, good. and he was – didn't he play till he was like 50? I'm like shitting you. What is he like 47? Well, yeah, because he didn't come to the NBA until he was like in his 30s. Yeah. Um, but they said before he came, you know, because his knees were already shot by the time he got to America. Yeah. But when he was playing over in Europe before he blew out his knee, both of his knees, I mean, they said that he would move like, you know, a small forward out there. Yeah, um, so I kind of wish that he like that Jokic is the better version of Sabonis. That's really what he is. He's, he's he doesn't look like he's in great shape at all. He plays old man basketball. But, I mean, obviously Jokic is even better. So you know, honestly, the closest thing I've seen to Jokic is Tim Duncan with a but the, but I don't know. Jokic could shoot threes and pass better than Tim Duncan, but he could not play defense as good as Tim Duncan. What so the hell is a Sabonis? That. Well, there's one <laughs> in the your Vetus. He's not my Vetus. He's our Vetus Sabonis. He's our Vetus. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the Sports Center call. Whenever he would, they would show what, his highlights. What's his name? Uh, what's that, that that big guy for Portland? Diabetes bonus. Diabetes okay, Kevin bonus. Love, you just keep shooting threes now. You made one, man. You're not you're not Steph Curry. What's up, Chester? Like he shot three or two threes in a row and bricked them both. I'm like, come on, man. It's another loyal uh, another loyal listener right there. Mm-hmm. He got here late, but he's here. So. <laughs> Diabetes Sabonis. Neil, Neil going for runner-up comment of the night with Saboners. 
Um, yeah, diabetes of boners. Diabetes of boners. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right, fellas. Insightful comment here from Trenton. Love has made the finals every time he made the finals. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> I think that's a sign. Yeah. What was the comment Trent made in Discord about the Fortnite skid? That was one of the best comments I've seen in a long time. I don't remember what he said, but he said <laughs> we were all laughing about it, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Been watching my Orioles get their ass kicked. Yeah, sorry, man. You can't be the Reds. Sorry. I mean. Hey, Chester, I'm right there with you. I'm a big Orioles fan, and I know every player on the team. I can name them every single one. What do you think of Cesar Prieto? Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, big Cesar. What What'd you say? Cesar, what's his name? Yeah, big Cesar guy, big Adam Jones guy. Uh, you know, love Adam. <laughs> Adam Jones. Jones, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh shit! He did help uh, uh, Team USA win a WBC once. Adam Jones yeah. era is literally the last time I watched a baseball game. That's when I liked the Orioles back then. Good lord! You have really random teams. I like the Knicks. I like the Orioles. Hey. The Jets. Well, so I'm like, the same way. I can't really sorry, talk. Why why are you not uh, you love the color orange, so why are you not on Team Bengals? All right. I don't like, hate the Bengals. I, I, I like the Bengals, but I don't know. I'm just a Jets man guy. I don't know what to say, Ross. How? I don't know. I don't know. It's not my fault. Okay. They I guess they were on TV. I just watched them. They were that was my team. Yeah, Jalen Green is Jordan Poole with a new Fortnite skin. That was <laughs> <laughs> that one is pretty good Dude, like ty i worry about you man you've been brainwashed to think that canes is good and then you're gonna be convinced that aliens aren't real sometimes 20 years yeah, it is over now joke is just taking over it's, it's over. uh <laughs> listen there's no brainwashing here canes is the goat uh canes if you'd like to sponsor us please reach out uh to the third banner podcast you know, I do remember one year when I was back when I was a Colts fan before they wronged Peyton Manning. I was so furious with the Jets. They beat us 31 to nothing in the playoffs. 31 to hey, nothing with Peyton Manning. It's I will say right now, spanky. I will be I will be a paid hoe for Canes. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I will That's right. Well, yeah. you're already a hoe. You're just not getting paid for it. If Kane sponsors the show, Ross a takes a bath in Kane sauce. Oh, I will drink my way out of that, like, uh, like Farva, or uh, no, what's his name? Uh, shoot, beer fest, uh, landfill. I will try to drink my way out of that cane sauce. I'm not lying. The cane sauce will not be disparaged. All right, the cane sauce is fire. That is some good stuff. You can put hey, that it, on anything. You can put that on le- beef. It is. Legit. And it don't go just on. Man, imagine if you got a a whole like. A whole big ass bottle of cane sauce, and then you mm-hmm. marinate some pork butt in that stuff, mm-hmm. and then throw it on the smoker, Kyle. Oh my God, it would be so good. You know what's funny is when I got that smoker, uh, my wife said, "Like, hey, have you ever even smoked meat before?" I said, "Only thing I've ever smoked are wheat." Yeah, much. you. We've heard you smoke some meat before for sure. No, but listen. She said, like, okay, I went. Here's the story behind me getting that smoker. I went to get a two dollar tool at that flea market because it's really close to where I work. It's got all kind of awesome ass tools. And 
for whatever reason, people bring brand new stuff in there. They build it, they bring it, and they sell it for way less. I'm guessing they buy stuff in bulk and somehow get like some return Indiana. investment. Uh, but anyway, I walk. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing to me because I walk by, see a brand new smoker. I'm like, man, that looks really cool. And it was two hundred dollars cheaper, brand new, put together. Then it was because I looked up the actual price. I looked up reviews on it. And I was like, I better not get that. And so I went to leave, and I turned around and saw some dude eyeing it. And I was like, I ain't letting that bitch get it. That some bitch is mine. <laughs> so then I bring that big ass thing home, and my wife goes, "Have you ever even smoked food before?" So I think I've ever smoked in my life or weed and cigarettes. I'll smoke either one now, but I'll smoke some meat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, replacement buyer. That's mine. <laughs> and, like I was, I was ready for it. <laughs> Well, welcome to the club, man. Yeah. Well, it, I'm not hey, either. I got a brisket coming up at the end of the month. I've got my first brisket. It's Dude. Gonna be a lot of pressure. I need to I need to smoke one when I get back. Can I? I've been looking up I, a lot of brisket stuff. It seems very complicated. Can we do I need a, to get you on the we, Blackstone train? Can we can we do a brisket? Uh can we do a like a um uh, what, what am I looking for? Not an evaluation. Uh a food review. Can I come over to your house and deputy and just Absolutely, do a food of your brisket? That's fine like, with me. The more yeah, the merrier. Like, It'll be I've my. Lost, listen, I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm still a, a fat guy at heart. Okay, and I love food so much. I know good food. Canes isn't it? And um, <laughs> like you know, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know. I know good food, and like uh, you know, I'll, I'll shoot you straight, Kyle. I'll tell you, like, okay, where does this need some help? You know, like maybe I can bring some friends. You know, uh, Ross, you're, you're done. You're done. You're done. No, I'm still talking. You're still you're here. Done. Still strong. Still standing. <laughs> right. I'm still standing better than I've ever been. <laughs> When we start when we start singing and talk about stroking, I mean smoking we uh meats, I think it's time that we wrap it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds good like to I me. Said, guys. When you're 35 year old or you're your World War II historian or you smoke meat. Yeah. What what else can I tell you about the Bolshevik revolution? I'm not really big. I mean, World War II is fascinating, <laughs> but I got a buddy that like gets dressed up for it and like goes and reenacts scenes and stuff. Like, I'm not into He's that. He's a murderer. That's a murder. No, he's just. It, <laughs> hey, it, it's a healthy hobby. I mean, there's way worse hobbies than dressing up like a, like, I don't know, like name a general during World War II. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a good idea, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> So. No, I'm not letting anybody. I don't let anybody on my tractor. I don't. Even, my, my wife's like, hey, you know, can I get? Uh, no, no. I mean, you can get on the side. I mean, I'm not, not. I mean, I tell her that. I'm you like, you can get on the folks. side of my tractor. You heard it here, folks. Kyle wants a side piece. No, I tell my I wife that. I'm like, you, my camel I tell my wife that. I'm like, you can get on the side of the tractor, but I, uh, I'm not gonna let you drive. I mean, my wife can't drive. I'm just saying. So I'm not gonna let her on a. Really expensive piece of equipment, but <laughs> no. Well, everybody that everybody tuned in, appreciate it, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, yeah. Again, sorry we missed last week. You know, had some. A uh, uh, couple of us had some uh, schedule 
obligations. Just we couldn't swing it. We couldn't make it happen. So glad to be back. Glad that we could get this pod in. And uh, thank you for listening. All right, go Anybody got last words? Yeah, uh, real quick, just for the comment section. Um, you know, we're, we're getting to the dog days of Louisville sports here where there's just not a lot of news and stuff. So we're, we're kind of thinking, we're kind of debating on some potential shows. So let us know in the comments, in the like section, uh, if you uh, like the idea of a potential all-time Louisville basketball draft. For, you know, I'm in. Get all, I want to do get that. Get all four of us together. We make a pool of the player, the, you know, all-time players here at UofL, and we have kind of a draft and – uh, the comment section could play along. Let us know in the comments if that's something that you all are down for. Uh, and again, just make sure you like the videos. It helps get us uh, noticed more and um, spreads the word. So thank you guys yeah. for listening tonight. JJ Stone for the algorithm. JJ Stone, Louisville Cardinals. Heard it here. Discord Jojo, man. come on. What did I say? Jojo, man. You said Jojo. JJ. Oh, I meant JJ. Jojo. It's Jojo, man. Jojo Stone for the algorithm, Louisville Cardinals, Jeff Brom, Porto God, hashtag Discord new. All right. We knew. All right, guys. Anybody else? No. All right. Go cards. <laughs>